Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Spruce and Bruce podcast. I'm Dave and I'm joined for this segment by Gary from Dark Fantastic Mills. Hello, Gary. Hi, Dave. Nice to have a place to be here. Excellent stuff. I, I think you've been on this show before, haven't you, Gary? Yes, I was on earlier this year with my uh, compatriot, Steve Foote. Excellent, excellent. Um, so we've got you uh, on the show today because you've got a brand new Kickstarter project, which we're going to come to in just a few moments. Um, but for those that may have missed that episode when you were, you were previously on, can you give us a bit of a background on, on who you are and, and who are Dark Fantastic Mills? Right. So, yeah, so I uh, set up Dark Fantastic Mills about six years ago now. It's been running for about five uh, full time. Uh, it's a 3D print. We make scenery for war games, uh, 3D printed, uh, but we sell the prints rather than the files. That's the, the idea behind it. So, yeah. Excellent. I mean, that, that, that's that's great for a lot of people. I mean, I've not yet delved into um, 3D printing. It's something I'm sure will eventually catch up to me and I'll, I'll, I'll do it. But it, it's great because there are a lot of retailers out there that, that, that sell these files. But there, there seems to be, unless I'm not looking very well, there seems to be a shortage of companies that will actually, you know, sell you these items printed. Is that right? That does seem to be the case. Yeah, I, I'm, I am slightly surprised that that's still the case. Um, but I, uh, I think it's just easier for a lot of people just to sell to sell the files. But for some reason, I decided <laughs> I wanted to perfect the art of three D printing, and uh, and also I noticed as soon as I mean all the printers we've had, um, they've been great in different ways, but they also break down constantly, incredibly mm. noisy sometimes, and just not really the kind of things you want in the same space that you live in, really. Uh, yeah. For the most part, they're also very temperature sensitive as well. So, you you know, you can't really just shove them in a shed, especially if you live in Britain where it gets very yeah. cold or if you live in countries that get very humid. So uh, it just seemed to me that they weren't incredibly user friendly. So it was a good idea to maybe make the prints so that everybody could enjoy, you know, the the fact that they are very good for scenery. They kind of I think they are mm. the best way really, of, you know, for uh, making it for the tabletop. Absolutely. You mentioned that my brother-in-law's got a very sort of entry-level 3D printer and um, I've heard that go and he's, he's got a room basically dedicated to it in his house. I'm, not, I'm sure not everybody can, um, can, yeah, no. can have the No, you that. really do have to have a room. You really do. It's it's absolutely the case. And if, and if you're doing resin printing, it has to be a warm room as well as, you know, a room that you know, smells as well. So there, there's a whole other thing, but I try to, I, I stay away from that. We, Darfetizing Mills really just does does what's called FDM printing, which is the plastic filament that prints it layer by layer. So excellent, excellent. Well, the last time we had you on the show, um, you were doing your Chaos Citadel. I mean, how long ago was that? Now it's a good few months ago, wasn't it? That was back in January. Wow. Uh, so yes, yeah, it wasn't not quite not quite a year, uh, but about nine months ago. Yeah, yeah. And and how how did that that kick start to go in the end? Like how you know we we really happy with the, the yeah. with how it finished. It was great. It, it it went really, really well, especially for the first one. So unlike, again, unlike a lot of companies in this space, uh, I didn't use Kickstarter until this year. And Chaos Citadel was the first time that we sold the STL files so people could print at home. It was really just, in a, I thought I'd give it a go with um, with a new design and a new range that looked like it was quite, had a lot of kind of potential to expand into quite a big range. And obviously in the shop, 
I don't do that. We tend to make one thing or two things and then sell them. And if they're popular, we start adding to it bit by bit over, you know, years. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was it was great fun. I mean, it was a lot of work, but it was really good fun. And um, yeah, it ended up uh, we ended up doing pretty well with it. Excellent. And so I guess that inspired, um, well, maybe you had it in, in the sort of pipeline all along, but the latest Kickstarter. Now, I apologize if I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. <laughs> I, it's well known I can't pronounce anything. It's, so I don't know why I do Warhammer because there's so many <laughs> funky words that I can't. But is it Jaeger Home? That's it. In one bang. Yeah. yeah it's... No, oh, it's a shame. Nobody, no Matt or Jay to kind of boast to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so can, can you tell me a little bit about Jaeger Home and um, the, the, you know, the new Kickstarter? Yes. Yeah, so Jaeger Home. Uh, yeah. Actually, I did start working on this oh God, at least 18 months ago, if not a couple of years ago. Um, I can't remember when the first design. I made a little kind of house with a roof that was made out of um, dragon skin, basically. Kind of nice. Thing. So it's a classic kind of Norse um, style building, but with this sort of dragon roof, possibly inspired by How to Train Your Dragon. I think it probably was. I was very fond of that <laughs> film many years ago. I haven't gone back to look to check, but I, probably, <laughs> I'm sure that's where it came from. Anyway, I did that, and I, but I didn't do anything else with it because it was one of the ones that was interesting. It kind of fell into the slight problem for dark fantastic mills as a product because the roof took a long time to print because right. it was quite intricate with all the scales and and um and so it just felt uneconomic so i thought put that away people liked it got a good response so i posted some pictures and so when chaos citadel did well beginning of this year um Steve, that I've, I worked on it with, we both thought oh, we, should, we should try and do another one and i said well i've got this eager home thing maybe we should you know, expand on that. And so that's that's really where it came from. And um, as we start, I started thinking about it and trying out different designs, it, it was, uh, it seemed like it was a good opportunity to actually do another thing that we haven't really done with Dark Fantastic Mills, which is kind of um, medieval fantasy town scenery. I've tended to focus on weird things. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, which again, you know, being, or alien things, yeah, or, or alien things. So, like, basically, being a Age of Sigmar and uh, 40k player, I tend to think about how big and weird could this thing be. And, like, <laughs> and there's a lot of people doing medieval buildings and what have you out there already. So, um, but I, mean, this, I thought this was like an interesting take on it. So. Yeah. Well, I think you've kind of you've kind of got the timing perfect because there's a lot of hype at the moment behind the old world, uh, and and this scenery I don't think would uh, would suit it quite well, wouldn't it? I hope so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And obviously, yes, it was good timing with Cities of Sigmar coming out as well. Oh, because, absolutely. Yeah. Because of the uh, the whole kind of crusade and building the 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 towns and the cities uh, as they're expanding out from. Hammerhall and everywhere so yeah no it, it was uh it was good timing from that point of view and it also as well as the buildings we do, it encompasses uh a kind of cliffs and hill building system as well to make a more three-dimensional landscape so the, that crept in towards the end of the development phase I suppose you would call it I was actually going to mention those because they're quite modular aren't they those sort of cliffs and hills from from what I've read Yes, yes. So that was uh, one of those things. So one of the great fun things about 3D printing and design is that you get to play it being a product designer and trying out mm. kind of new inventions and ways of doing things. And I was uh, playing around with a different way to connect together 
like walls potentially i wasn't quite sure what we we're going to do with it but we also had thought oh, it'd be good to have some sort of thing that does hills and i also really like sculpting rocks because that is you know if you don't like sculpting rocks you probably shouldn't be a scenery designer it's one of those <laughs> one of those things is in, in in the same way that uh if you don't like sculpting armor you shouldn't be a figure designer you know that's yeah, it's, yeah those, absolutely I, mean, I hate doing armor so that's why that's why i don't do miniatures <laughs> it's like every, everything about doing a miniature like oh God, no, i can't be bothered with that but scenery absolutely so we're doing that stuff and uh came up with the system and just I made them actually way back, oh gosh, this was a while ago actually, now thinking about it, did a low poly version of it, which is to say there was no detail, there were just very simple shapes, and constructed some hills, and we were playing, play testing them through the summer, because my house was on my son's play, Warhammer and 40k and everything, so we, they were all back from uni, so we just played a bunch of games and used the scenery, kind of, and thought, yeah, this, this is really good, it gives you actual hills that you can work with and you can make all kinds of different shapes and you can make them you can tear them or you can make them into kind of big corners that fill you know the, the side and all the rest of it so um so yeah no it, and and so that's that that's that's made it into the into uh the kickstarter this time so they're available in two types so there's, there's two approaches the way i first did it it's it's a bit hobby tastic so mm. you've got to glue them together uh, they're very easy. They sort of daisy chain. They sort of stick into each other. It's quite fun, kind of building the outline. Once you've decided what your outline is going to be, and it only uses three or four different parts, and they're just all you know, like a straight bit and a inny corner and outy corner, depending on or convex or concave, if you want to use the correct terms. Um, and once you've got that glued, you just flip it over and then trace out the top on a bit of foam board. Okay. Cut it. Cut it out. And then flip it back over and there's little kind of ridges that are printed on the inside so the foam board just five mil down for five mil foam board which is all this, i think that's only so i think that's the only thickness foam board comes in i hope it's the only one it does as far as i know i, it. I think you're right yeah i think it's five mil isn't it anyway you just pop that on top and uh away you go and it's, it's surprisingly strong and um effective but it is, yeah it looks it looks it looks ace I, yeah. I mean, you, you see a lot of kind of hobby sort of hills and stuff, and you find your models are kind of falling off. I mean, they're just kind of, they, they, I mean, they look nice. But what I like about having sort of almost a flat top is you don't, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's a it's a hill. But you, I know there's a couple of pictures on your Kickstarter page of like little buildings on top of them, and it really brings them to life. And, and like, you, like you say, they're usable in the game as well um, without too much hassle. Yeah, no, totally. And so, you know, they're, you know, it, it, that is the thing about having that flat side because, you know, whatever you do with a hill, if it's got a slope, you just, your figures are just going to fall off. It. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. really it. Unless it's a really shallow slope, in which case it starts to become <laughs> very, very, uh, you know, un inflexible. Um, and also, I play a lot of Warcry as well, which is yeah. all about, you know, going up things and falling off things and all that kind of stuff. So once you kind of just get into the idea that it's fine for the sides to be essentially a, little, a rocky cliff face, um, and it's, there's there's two heights to this system. The, the basic pieces come in one and a half inches high and three inches high, which seem to be the classic heights for all these games. Right? Three inches is your falling distance thing. So, so, but they can all be line stacked up. And also, if you don't want to faff about with foam board and glue, and I perfectly respect people's choices in that 
regard they're quite right <laughs> um then and also you know you're definitely going to cut yourself 100 <laughs> it's like really hard to avoid it um the they are cut they are available as um print you can print the hills on their own obviously print beds aren't very big so you're mm. only going to be able to print um a certain sized hill just today actually we just put up uh physical pledges on the kickstarter for the first time oh. and Yes, yes. So yeah, hot I've news. Seen those. No, not seen yeah, those yet. I, I know breaking news. So, I, and this <laughs> and this is why. This is why. So this is all, all like part of the story. So, we launched last week with just the STL files, and people were saying, "Are well, you going to do physical models?" And I was like, oh, "I don't know. I don't know." Well, the reason I was saying that was we weren't quite sure how to package it because mm. there's so many bits this time with all the different parts of Jaeger Home. Yeah, um, and also we had these hills, and it, and it quickly became obvious that. The best thing as well to have would be to have standalone ones that you could just print without doing all this stuff. Yeah. But that meant for them to be any sort of decent size at all, they'd have to be made in two halves that would then slot together. So I basically just spent the last week frantically designing that, (laughs) (laughs) test test printing it and checking that it was going to work and it it looked good and all the rest of it. And, uh, And so that's up there now. So... And actually, pretty good size. Uh, the bundle that's up there is like a large hill and a medium hill and a small hill. And the medium and large ones split into two halves. So, and if you've got like a war cry size, and we've got a photograph on the thing of a, a war cry size table. That yes. Works, which is what, 30 by 22 inches, I believe. I should know this by now. Christ, how many times I've <laughs> how many times I've had to go to B&Q to ask them to cut me. <laughs> bits of mdf that size i mean i think they see me coming now just are they are you on first name terms is that yeah like, pretty much like pretty, yeah. yeah pretty yeah pretty, yeah pretty much like almost every week um the um that's that one bundle uh covers that really well you know you can basically have the four halves on the table edges and the small hill in the middle and no, away you go. So excellent. Um, it's it, that's very cool. So I mean, I've, I've um, I'm, I'm quite keen on this Kickstarter myself, but I'm, I'm waiting till later in the month when I when the payday comes round. Yes. Um, and I'm, you've actually kind of because I was gonna I was gonna beg my brother-in-law maybe to print me some of your um, files, but I might actually be tempted to go for one of the the physicals. I've just loaded up um, the Kickstarter in front of me. And I think you've got four physical, am I right in saying four physical bundles uh, that are available, limited in number, but um, they are yes. there. Yes, about. they are there. Yeah. Uh, well, it's basically three, and then the fourth one is all of them together. If all you, in. If you just want to go all in on it, which yeah. um, is is great if anybody wants to. At the moment, uh, the hills seem to be doing quite well, and the all-in bundle's doing quite well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think... Um, uh, Obviously, it's the most expensive one, but the the all in kind of really because I quite like those kind of smelting um, sort of chimney yeah. stacks. They're very cool, and and we've already discussed the hills and getting the houses as well be a, a nice bonus. So that's the one I've got my eye on. I think definitely gives you a full table of scenery. Yeah, that yeah. definitely that is your yeah yeah, and it's actually yeah from that point of view, it's, I guess it's 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 a pretty good deal. So. Yeah. Um, so how are you finding uh, the Kickstarter this time? Is 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 it going really well? Um, have you seen a lot of people come back from the first Kickstarter? 
we we have had a lot of people back from the first Kickstarter. It's actually very similar to the first one. Actually. Okay, <laughs> it's just slightly like okay, is this is this? It's a lot. It's all a bit deja vu. Uh, uh, in in that respect, so, like the numbers are tracking very similarly, and and all the rest of it. Um, it's a little bit. Uh, I think it's it, what's actually doing better. I suppose is the social media side of it. I have to Excellent. say it's been amazing. Everybody's been super nice and uh, lots of engagement, which you know, because actually, you know, a lot of people have moaned about it's been like Twitter has been, from from my point of view, you know, quite bad for engagement for ages and ages. And then in the run up to this, it's, um, I don't know what I did, but I did something right. <laughs> and suddenly things started to get much, much more attention. And we just, you know, which is kind of what you want, really. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it's been really good through this. And actually, Twitter's, because um, you get all the analytics when you go into Kickstarter. And uh, Twitter's, a lot more people have come from that than from any other of the platforms. So yeah. Far, which is I mean, good to see. Yeah, yeah, I mean, personally, we we find um, or X as it's now being oh, called, yeah. uh, we we find a lot of our traffic comes from from there rather than sort of Facebook and, and Instagram. I think the 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 potential for X is there. I just worry that one day it's going to collapse into itself because of Elon Musk. But you know, yeah, that's probably know. a topic for a different um, different type of podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. One day it just won't be there. That'll be it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's good. But and I think that's the thing about Kickstarters is that's why I'm I'm enjoying doing them. Um, is it kind of gives more of a focus because a lot of the, the rest of the time uh you know you're just putting the occasional product out and chatting to people and it's 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 kind of all bitty and sort of split up but the kickstarter almost feels like everybody getting together for a month to focus on something yeah. <laughs> a bit more you know so, so 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 we are doing it so it's a 30 day one this one as well so running till the end of the month end of november Excellent. and we found that worked really well last time because it gives gives people a chance to like yourself gives people a chance to kind of join in later on if they you know they're going to get paid or whatever that but it also yeah. gives everybody else like who wants to review stuff or paint models and post pictures a chance to do it and also gives us a chance to you know because these are like proper old-fashioned kickstarters where we haven't done everything in advance and we're selling you something we've already made and it's just basically a pre-sale tool um we really are using it to develop the range based mm -hmm. on you know the stretch goals there yeah. there it's um it is really the case that we won't we won't make these things unless people back it yeah and, uh, we get to it that's a great pass on point, actually. So I wanted to talk about the uh, the unlocks that are available on the campaign because I really want people to back this, if only so I can see this brewery that you've got at the end. Um, <laughs> if you manage to uh, to to reach the the end goal, um, yes. I'd love to. I'd love to have a, a kind of a brewery in like um, a, a terrain form. So uh, so yeah, absolutely. Everybody needs to get backing I, this project so I can. So I, I can also see that. I also want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> there, you go, if, there you go. There you go. If somebody that. could design it for me, that would be great. So. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. We've we've got we've got to unlock that. Um. So yeah, great. Um, like you just said, the the, the project's running until the end of the month. Um, I'll be jumping in on the the twenty fourth, I think, or or shortly after once I've um once I've got paid. What what have have you got plans for more Kickstarters once this one's finished? You got you're gonna take a few months out and then maybe come back. 
Um, yeah, we will, we will, we will probably. Well, no, we will definitely take some time out. We had a, a, a scheduling issue with this one, and we've we've had to um, uh, communicate a lot with the Chaos Citadel backers from earlier because we haven't actually quite finished the the Chaos right. Citadel one. Um, we slightly over, we got a bit over enthusiastic during that, and possibly over promised uh <laughs> in terms of the sheer number of uh, right. stretch goals also i've had a very very busy year much much busier than i'd anticipated so it's just been very difficult they've been absolutely brilliant everybody's been great about it um and obviously we explained the situation so that they are so in this case we will get this one all done hopefully yeah. by next summer and then probably do another one in the late autumn i've got loads and loads of ideas it's only one th one thing that's not that's not lacking in its ideas, and and the other thing that we did was interesting. With this one, it'll be interesting how it plays out. Um, there's a lot more backstory stuff in it, so this is yeah. not necessarily see. Uh, this is not necessarily of huge interest to listeners who might be um, just Age of Sigmar players, but we did we decided to kind of build a kind of backstory for the world, a small one. And uh, but publish that and explore it through the medium of writing Dungeons and Dragons scenarios so, for some reason. So there's a free scenario um, already on there. There's also a Jägerholm website if you want, if people want to kind of see the background stuff and pick up all the free bits and bobs. Um, there's a you have to just Jägerholm.com. Uh, there's a D&D fifth edition. Uh, I don't think they're called scenarios now. I'm probably showing my age by calling them that. <laughs> I can't remember. Encounter, whatever. Um, it's cool. Uh, it, and uh, there's two more to come uh, over the course of the month, uh, which kind of explore other aspects. So the first one's about uh, <clears throat> it's about the kind of sea monsters, the beasts, the monsters that the Jaeger folk fight. And that's nice. why they. That's that's why their houses are covered in dragon skin, and why everything's built to look like at least can withstand some horrific, um, you know, violence. Basically, everything's very sturdy in the world of Jaegerholm. And uh, the second one is all about the smelting shrines, which you mentioned earlier, which are the <clears throat> the cooling tower smelter uh, forge buildings that uh, the Jaeger folk make the sort of magical metals in. So, and then the third scenario is a bit secret, and it'll be interesting Ooh. to see whether we get there or not, because it, it's it's quite uh, it's there's a yeah there was a potential. It depends. We'll see if we get it. If if it does particularly well, we have plans <laughs> for where Ooh. it goes to next. But if it doesn't quite get there, then we'll probably come back to it in a later one, um, which was actually very much what happened with Chaos Citadel. So we managed to get the basic citadel and the uh, fighting pits done through the stretch yeah. goals but there were there were designs and there were there were plans to go to this kind of <clears throat> much larger chaos castle kind of city thing but uh it didn't didn't raise quite enough thankfully to be honest in retrospect it didn't raise enough money to take <laughs> us there because i don't think i think i think that might have been bad i should oh, invite it yeah but but it's still there and I'd, I'd love to go back there in the future and uh, explore that uh that that part of it so yeah that sounds good to me. yeah they're great fun actually they are they are a very good uh a very good medium for doing this kind of thing and selling the files is that's also been a great that's also been really entertaining because just seeing people printing the stuff at home and then posting yeah. pictures and stuff 
Well, what, I, what I do like for anybody who's kind of on the fence, you know, because you know, it, it is it is a, a you know a, a good amount of money to kind of give up without then obviously seeing the files beforehand. Um, you mm-hmm. do have a free download just to get a taste of what your uh, STL files are like, don't you? I know it's linked on your Kickstarter and it's linked on uh, JaegerHome.com as well, the little well that you can print. And I think that's a yes. really good idea for people to gain trust in the product before obviously backing yeah no no definitely yeah that's it's it's really good to be able to do that and it's also been really this if people are on twitter or instagram if if you search for jaeger home it's not foolproof not everybody uses it but there's there's a hashtag kicking around and you will find things in it um, one of the things that's been really really nice is has been um very experienced printers, uh, people like Anthony Plutocrasto in the States, who've been really nice about the quality of the prints and how easily they print on. And because that's something I'm really, really focused on. Again, possibly, well, not, not possibly, entirely because the company's been focused on selling actual prints. My yeah. designs are, are 100% designed to be easy to print. Like they have yeah. to be like so. The thing I've, thing I've learned, or you know, the the the, the approach I've I, I I've got now with 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 these things is, is never ever to just go. Well, that looks cool, but yeah, it doesn't really print very well, or it might break off. Oh, I don't care. I'll be fine. No, never. It, everything has to be, like it'll it'll always print unless there's something wrong with your printer. And, yeah. uh, and and it will survive being used on the tabletop. And by survived, I mean you could leave it at your at your local club for a year, and it'd still and it be okay. Still... It'd still be okay when you came back, yeah. Because because the number of things I've been given to print from other people, and and, and it's like, well, that will just snap off right away. Why is that even yeah. in it? <laughs> like, yeah. still, you know, because they're they're simultaneously they're they're quite weird actually. FDM prints because they're basically very very strong and light but of course they've got a fatal weakness in the in as much as they are printed in layers so there's mm-hmm. an obvious you know the horizontal axis is a point of weakness whatever yeah. you've done so you, you you have to make the prints in such a way that you're avoiding that <laughs> from being an issue and yeah, yeah, and uh, you can get away with it up to a certain point. But again, also, it's all to do with oh, kind of all kinds of weird stuff to do with the angles and things. But we've got it covered, so they're good. It, it all goes over my head, Gary, because yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too much into I mean, go, it. Kind of, it kind of makes sense to me. It's, but... uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's all part of the product thing. I mean, I, I've, I've had the advantage over the years. There's a great uh, local gaming place in Stirling. So we're based up in Scotland near Stirling. And we've got common common ground games there who who are a great tournament uh, uh, venue that's the word i was looking for as well as a club and a shop and everything steve uh who runs it he's he's great and uh i've just been able to either give him scenery or just leave scenery in fact yeah i often leave scenery there i'll, I'll take scenery <laughs> to events and just like weeks later roll back <laughs> in and say i've still got my scenery Steve. yeah it's on the table just go and get it um, <laughs> Uh, but it's been a brilliant way to uh, really test things, like to see yeah. whether they survive or not. Because, and he's got trees I made like when we were starting out, uh, like and that's going back like at least six years. That's and, a testament to the quality. If they've uh, they, lasted all this time, yeah, you know. they've nearly got all their branches, nearly. But uh, <laughs> they've done well. 
Excellent stuff. Well, you mentioned that the, the hashtag. What I will do in the podcast notes and on the website article as well, over on spruceandbruce.com, I will put the all important links to both the Kickstarter and Jaegerhome.com. Um, and uh, I'll try and find the hashtag as well and pop that in the um, description as well so people can go and have a look at what people are doing with the scenery um, like say some of the, the more experienced pros what they've been able to play and sort of do with it um, so that's, that's really exciting um, I, I can't wait to um, to hopefully back this very soon and uh, and get some games of, of Warcry and, and Sigmar on the go Um it's been a pleasure as always having you on the show, Gary, uh, talking about your, you know, Dark Fantastic Mills and, and all the stuff that you're doing. Um, I can't wrap up this podcast, though, without asking you a super important question. And that is, what is your favourite sprue and what is your favourite brew? Oh, gosh. You were going to ask me that, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to. So, I had to. Yeah, I Matt, would, Matt I would not forgive me if I, if, I let, if, I, if I let anybody go without asking that question. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, you, 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 it's it's. Uh, I'm I am at a disadvantage because I I get so little time to actually make figures anymore or or do anything like that. So, what am I? I'll just tell you what I'm enjoying at the moment. Uh, okay. Very much enjoying sticking together the Cities of Sigmar. Yeah, they're very nice. The Cavaliers uh, are are awesome. Obviously, the best sprue is the one with the tiny little gargolian uh, <laughs> with the little horde. Yes. What the hell is the the idea of these uh, her- heraldic beasts that have somehow come to life uh, is they should have more of those. Frankly, I mean, uh, as I, a normal I'm... player, I feel like it's they should have led into the same way they do with Nurglings. They should have just been all over it. But anyway. I hope, hopefully we'll see, because um, I'm sure there'll be future waves of Cities of Sigmar stuff, and hopefully they'll lead more into that, um, and, and we'll see more models um, yeah. similar to that little guy. But I know I, for I, me, yeah. what, what kind of tempted me towards the cities was the big centerpiece model, but I, I agree the Cavaliers and that kind of royal court is also very appealing. Yeah, they look terrific together, and they're going to look really nice next to my cog fort, which is the main reason for doing them, really, I suppose. So I've, I'm going to have, uh, yeah, uh, a horribly shitty army, I think, by the time I'm finished <laughs> with them. Um, but I, I suppose I suppose my favourite sprue of the future, though, is probably going to be that command unit, which just looks amazing. With uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what a bargain as well. I know what's good, what, isn't it? What? A, yeah, what's sometimes GW just sort of. It's like they have a little moment of, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. craziness where they go, we don't know how to price this. Oh, I don't know. Make it 30. How is it? 30, yeah. £32.50. Am I right? For all five guys? It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. I had a, I had a message off um, a, 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 a long-time friend who was buying some. She, she doesn't play Warhammer, but her dad does. And <clears> she just messaged me out of the blue going, I've just spent ninety pounds on on eight models. I was like, "Oh, you must have bought some custodies then." Um, so um, <laughs> she was she was quite enamoured by that. But I was like, "Oh, you've you've bought some adeptus custodies then." Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've you've, uh, you've you've crossed the line, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a favorite brew? What, what do you enjoy drinking? Favorite brew? Uh, I'm actually I'm going to keep it AOS themed, uh, and which is yeah, uh, it's 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 it is it is. It is a flat white, but it's not just a flat white. It's the flat white that is served in the nice cafe that's near Common Ground, which is where I go on a Saturday morning after I've been tabled by (laughs) 10.30. And I go to the Unorthodox Roasters in Stirling 
and they make the most delicious flat white. And I just sit there and I just have a moment of Zen peace oh, before nice. going back and and having a great time for the rest of the weekend. It's happened to me twice. It's, <laughs> uh, I think twice this year, actually. I've decided that Saturday morning, Age of Sigmar, nah. <laughs> Sorry. That's when all the pros come out. <laughs> yeah, that's well, it's the first game. So you always get I and I'm I'm sure that like the TOs all know me, so I'm absolutely sure they do it on purpose. I just get the most awful things. Like oh. and then I'm just but I I have my I have my plan now. I know what I'm gonna do, and it's it's all good. And actually I think the uh, extra energy you gain from effectively skipping the first game really yeah. comes in handy by Sunday afternoon. So Something similar happened to me. I went to uh, I I've, I started to get into Kill Team, and we we all went along with the Spruce and Bruce gang to a Kill Team tournament. I had like two games of Amazing. Kill Team under my belt, yeah. <laughs> so very <laughs> inexperienced. First game, first day, I'm pitting against um, I think his name was John from Can Can We Roll a Crit, which is ba- basically he he lives and breathes Kill Team. So you can imagine how short that game was. <laughs> um, you know, my first game in the tournament, playing an absolute pro. At Kill Team, um, oh, he was an absolutely lovely guy. He kind of taught me a lot about the game and, you know, the things I was making mistakes on. And it, you know, it was a great learning experience. But as games go, yeah, I was it was over very very quickly because I made a lot of errors and was and was clearly very punished by it. So, uh, but these things happen, you know. That's a good thing about the the kind of the community yeah. uh, for the most part. You know, everybody's willing to help each other out, and you can still have a lot of fun even if you're lurking around the bottom tables uh, like we are. Oh yeah, no, no, that's 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 where I live. That's, that's my. <laughs> Some of the best games are down there. That's why. Yes. That's, that's, that's why. That's why we hang out down there. Um, oh, yeah. Well, Gary, 100%. it's 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 been absolutely fantastic having you on. I'm sure we'll have you on again very soon, and um, we'll have to. Um, arrange something in the, in the future and have a few games or something i know where uh, i occasionally uh, pop um, north of the border i, I love sterling myself um Excellent. so uh, i've never been to your um cafe or game place so i'm definitely going to look out for that uh yeah. next time I'm there so yeah, no, um, no, there's, there's 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 a lot of events it's uh, it's very busy up here there's all stuff going on and that's that's the reason why i have to get to the brewery everybody like you've all got to back Yes, so we, we have can... got to unlock the brewery. That is going to be on 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 my article, which I'm, I'm going to have up at the time of this recording tomorrow. I, it's going to have that in bold. Let's yeah, unlock yeah. that brewery. Let's 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 get there because we have we have a we have a brilliant tournament. So I haven't managed to get to one yet, but um, Scotland's obviously the home of uh, Brewdog, mm-hmm. and Brewdog Brew as a company are very supportive of the Age of Sigmar scene. That they, a lot of people probably don't know that, but they are, and uh, they they have tournaments at their head brewery up. Uh, oh God, it's, it's wild. It's up in the wilds of Scotland. It's miles away. Mm. So we up in near Inverness, I think, or Aberdeen. Mm. But it's a brilliant location uh, and venue, and uh, they keep saying. Well, the guys who run the events keep saying, when are we getting a brewery, Gary? When are we going to do a brewery <laughs> so we can have it at Brewdog for Brewhammer? We need a yes. brewery. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. But I just, so this is this is the opportunity yeah. to finally realise the dream. So. I've got to reach that goal. Got to reach that goal. It's going to yeah. be on Bold on the website. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Right. Um, thank you again, Gary. It's been a, an absolute pleasure and hope to, to have you on the show in the near future. And like I say, all the links so that you can back this project and like that brewery will be in the podcast notes. and It'll be over on spruceandbrews.com as well. 
Um, thank you for listening to this special one-off episode uh, of the Spruce and Bruce podcast. We'll be back with our normal podcast very, very soon. Keep an eye on our socials. I'm sure we'll be mentioning it on there and over on our Discord as well. But until then, from Gary and myself, see you all, see you, speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.